0: Good morning, this is the California Report and I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. A lot of us have memories of taking the school bus to school as a kid, but in recent years there have been cuts to school districts bus service in the state, especially in communities that already are disadvantaged. One federal study back in 2017 found only 9% of California students ride a school bus. That's the lowest number in the country. One reason? Well, California, unlike other states, doesn't require districts to provide school transportation for students. Even though when bus service is cut, it can contribute to chronic absenteeism.
2: In the different surveys that our school districts have done, the number one reason for missing school has been lack of transportation.
0: That State Senator Nancy Skinner from the Bay Area. She's proposed legislation that would set aside state funds to pay for daily busing service to and from public schools.
2: We have free public education in California, and we don't need to have a charge on the thing that gets you to school.
0: There's no tax increase associated with Skinner's bill, and she says the upfront investment will create important results.
2: While it does increase costs, To provide this home-to-school transportation, there's also lots of increased costs when our school system is failing our students.
0: But even if Skinner's legislation is passed, can enough school bus drivers be found? Many districts are already reporting problems hiring and keeping drivers because of the job market and COVID. And as KQED's Alex Hall reports in Sacramento, school bus drivers are speaking out about poor working conditions they're faced with.
3: SEIU Local 1021 says Sacramento City Unified School District supervisors have told bus drivers who tested positive for COVID to continue working and put kids who have tested positive on school buses. Cassandra Wills says that, coupled with low pay, is motivating bus drivers like her to leave for other jobs. We have to let the windows down. We have no
1: ventilation. Some of these kids don't keep their masks on. They're in their coffin. You know, some of the parents is against the kids wearing masks. We're dealing with a lot over here at Transportation.
3: In a statement, Sacramento City Unified said it is district policy to tell all employees to stay home if they have COVID. For the California Report, I'm Alex Hall.
0: The Newsom administration has struck a no-bid deal with Kaiser Permanente to provide health care to people enrolled in the state's Medi-Cal system, which provides health care to people with limited incomes. The deal has sparked criticism from other healthcare providers. They're blasting the governor's office for what they say is a lack of transparency and charge that a sweetheart deal was reached with Kaiser, which has made financial contributions to charitable causes important to Newsom. Other health care providers fear that under the deal, Kaiser might cherry-pick the healthiest Medi-Cal enrollees and leave the sickest for other providers to take care of. The state defends the contract. It says the deal commits Kaiser to increasing Medi-Cal enrollment by 25 percent over five years as part of a larger initiative to improve health care access in the state. When the Omicron surge first swept through California, nursing homes implemented more stringent testing requirements for visitors. It was right about the same time that California started allowing COVID-positive nurses who aren't showing symptoms to keep showing up to work. That has many visitors to these facilities feeling confused and frustrated. KCRW's Kaylee Wells dug into why it's so hard to visit long term care facilities these days and what that's doing to people living inside them.
3: As recently as last year, Mercedes Vega saw her brother Manny all the time. He has a tracheostomy, so he can't speak, but she knows he recognizes her. <laughs> She'd brush his teeth, do physical therapy with him, and use the community room for parties like this one.
4: Here with my brother, super
1: happy, come see him Friday again, getting my vaccine this week so I can hug him.
3: Now her visits sound more like this. So I don't know, maybe we could move the camera a little bit? Like which way? But ever since the the Omicron variant caused COVID cases to spike, Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center paused those up-close and personal visits. Most days, it doesn't feel worth it, so she does virtual visits instead. Because now, if Vega wants to see her brother in person, it's through plexiglass with walkie-talkies. It seems like when you visit someone in prison, there's like that big window and then there's like huge distance. To even get to the plexiglass or any kind of in-person visit at a long-term care facility in California, you need to show proof of a negative COVID test, either a rapid test from the past 24 hours or a PCR test from the past 48 hours. But anyone who's taken a COVID test recently knows that's harder than it sounds.
1: Home tests are very hard to come by. I mean, everybody's pretty much out of them.
3: Before the pandemic, Sonia Anastasio visited her husband every day after he suffered a severe stroke nearly six years ago. Now she's struggling to see him at Fountain View Subacute and Nursing Center in East Hollywood, where he lives. Even if we get an
1: appointment, just getting the results back, uh, they give us 48 hours for a PCR test. And sometimes we're getting it back within maybe 48 to 72 hours, which is senseless.
3: The facility told me in a statement that they're following state regulations. So while Anastasio struggles to prove it's safe to let her inside, asymptomatic health care providers are allowed to show up for work regardless of whether they're infected.
1: I strongly believe that it's so wrong. They go out, they, you know, they're doing exactly the same thing as I'm doing. Why are they making us get tested every single
3: time?
0: It's called dealing with reality.
3: Here's Governor Gavin Newsom defending the move last month.
0: The pragmatism, not what you want, but what you need to do at a time of challenge and scarcity.
3: Meanwhile, the vigorous testing protocols for visitors are exposing some patients to another risk that can have equally deadly consequences, long-term isolation. Tony Chikatel is an attorney with California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform.
2: Visitors provide uh, connection to the outside world and engagement with the community, help people avoid depression, all those things.
3: Loneliness doesn't get listed on a death certificate, of course, but a group of researchers out of Chicago found two-thirds of the residents they surveyed lost weight in the first year of the pandemic. Chickatel's seen that, too, and it's not a good sign.
2: You know, through experience, I find that weight is often a proxy for health, and when the weight starts to slip, the health starts to deteriorate and people get sick and die.
3: Vega says her brother has lost weight, and she's seen his dental hygiene get worse. Hollywood Presbyterian said patient care has not been impacted by the pandemic. Anastasio says her husband isn't the same either. Fountain View wouldn't comment about Anastasio's claim, citing privacy concerns.
1: I did, you know, his grooming every day. I Oral care every day. They didn't have to do any of that. I did physical therapy for him. Now, you know, he's a little stiffer. It's detrimental. My husband has deteriorated a lot. Um, he's not the same.
3: In the meantime, local health officials say we've seen the peak of the current surge. The hope is that waning case rates will come with more in-person visits and better days for patients ahead. For the California Report, I'm Kaylee Wells in Los Angeles.
0: Wildfires are a greater threat during periods of drought, which should surprise absolutely no one. But new research from Stanford University out today shows that the wildfire threat during times of scant rainfall is not spread evenly. KQED science reporter Danielle Venton has more.
2: During dry years, some areas of the American West have what researcher Krishna Rao terms a double threat.
4: We see that some ecosystems are more sensitive to that dryness than other ecosystems. In
2: California, researchers found that the Southern Sierra, where many giant sequoias have burned in recent years, is one of these especially vulnerable zones. Southern coastal California around Los Angeles and Santa Barbara is another Rao, who was lead author of a study published today, says one factor at play is the types of plants that grow in these locations.
4: As an analogy, when we are, let's say, we are out of office or home for a few days, we come back and we see that Some plants have dried more than others. Some plants might have wilted. And this is exactly what we observe in the real ecosystems as well.
2: And populations living near those most sensitive areas have grown much faster than populations in the West overall. That means certain cities and towns might be more vulnerable to wildfire than we previously thought. The study comes at a time when both the federal and state government is promising to do more prescribed burns and forest thinning to reduce wildfire
0: risk. For the California Report,
2: I'm Danielle Venton.
0: And that's the California Report from Monday, February 7th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a good day.
2: Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!
4: Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I'm